when yeah. you come back. Like preventative. Yes, ver- yes, preventative versus uh, what's the other word? Um, Redemptive. Re- reactive. Reactive. Re- yeah, reactive. Yeah. So, so I, I think it be that proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, listen, you would want to just make up a college word that you that you know so much. <laughs> <laughs> we we can figure it out. Um, that, but, uh, that did work, by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Tribes to Tribes uh, from our. We're coming live to you from our tribe to yours. I'm joined today, as always, with the most amazing people in the world. We got our superstar back with us today, <laughs> yes. PD herself. How are you Woo-hoo. doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing better now that I've just found out I'm a superstar. That, that's good, based on what we were just talking about. Yes. No, I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you guys. That's good. Good to see you. Good Thank to have you. you back. Good to be seen. Yeah, and we got uh, Mr. Dwight Huston, future father himself. Future father. Future yeah. father. That's me. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Just learning how to look YouTube and how to change diapers. All those things. <laughs> trying, to get, trying, trying to get my... Get, you got a spreadsheet started. Oh, you, you beat me yeah. to it. I was I just do. about to add No, not yet. Not Bottles, yet. check. <laughs> diapers, check. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. It's, it's getting there. We got we to get the registry. Once you get the registry set up, then we'll do that. Uh, I can't wait for this registry to come out. Yeah, it's it's going to come out with a... In a tutorial or youtube video ti 83 calculators for for for, for, uh, for 19 years from now to make sure the baby is, is all hey set listen for let me just give you a pointer right up so when she's having the baby i yeah. had a friend who was he was a very strong engineer minded dude and yeah. they went to lamaze class together and learned how to breathe and while she was in labor he was correcting her breathing because <laughs> You're supposed to go hee hee ho, and she's going hee hee ha. I think you about lost life and limb that day. I don't. I don't plan to do that. So don't do that. Words of wisdom. Thank you. Words of wisdom. (laughs) Well, everybody, uh, I I got a story for you guys. You know, I love stories. Oh yes. But I I tell my own stories for the most part. So yeah, I do. Okay. Okay. So I got a story. So last year was obviously a tough year for all of us. You know, COVID was was rough actually just 2020 outside of covid was just a rough year and it was i don't know it was like a thursday no it was a monday and i had gotten news that somebody that i consider my uncle had passed away from an um an overdose unfortunately Mm, um and then tuesday we got news that so we're really close to the family a cousin so we're really tight also od'd and died that very next day Mm, mm. um and i was I remember being so defeated and so empty. And I was just, I was like, I don't, you know, it's it's Tuesday for those of you that don't know, that's our, our meeting day. That's where we huddle up and we, you know, come together and create plans and strategies. So yes. um, business didn't stop. But for me, I was so just down that I, fortunately you guys are my team. So mm-hmm. I can just come and be like, I don't got it today. Like I need prayer, I need, and and that's what I needed. But it, it brought me to a question about how do you lead from from a place of lack that you feel like you don't, I don't got it this day. And especially PD, you know, you being a senior pastor, mm-hmm. it, it sometimes people can put demands on you like you're not human. Like you don't have days where you're going through or you're dealing with stuff or you need prayer and they can be so judgmental. So how how do you or what can you do to be able to still, you know, bring 
as much of your A game as possible when people are depending on you to lead, but you just you don't got it that day. You're dealing with something your own self. So I don't know which one you wanna wanna start. Yeah, well, that's a very full question, and we'll have a great conversation about that today. The first thing that I think about is we're all going to have those moments. We're going to have those times when we just feel like we're running on empty. And But before that, I, I would think about living a life prepared, living a life full. It's my responsibility to keep myself full. It's my responsibility to keep my self happy in the Lord and connected to God. And I think what we used to say when I used to do groups in the NA uh, crack house for the the girls who were recovering, they would say you lapse before you relapse. And so you stop doing the things long before you actually have the relapse. You stop in this, in our case, you stop reading the word, you stop praying, you stop connecting with people, all the things that you would put in place in your life for soul care. If you stop doing those things, you are headed for a crash. Mm-hmm. You are going to ha- be heading for a moment where you're running on empty. You know, you think the fuel light went on, but you know, I can make it. I can make it for one more. Let me just push one more. Mm-hmm. I can get gas on the way home. And then oop, you find out Ah, I should have listened to the warning lights. Yep. Now, that doesn't save us from the moments that happen like what you're just talking about, mm-hmm. where you just get broadsided and something just really does knock the wind out of you. But I've learned in ministry about sustainability and that I have to keep myself filled on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say like, that's the is, is to when you're feeling when you're feeling that that feeling of lack and similar to what Pastor Don saying is. Well, I think I'm not going. I haven't touched what you're what you're talking about right now, but just the the kind of standard lacking is realizing like, okay, are you how are you filling yourself up? What what are you doing? If if you're if you're constantly in a place of lack, then it might not be situations. It might be a heart issue that you're trying to make it on your own, just trying to run and do things by yourself. And so making sure that that's not um, the 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 custom. I say that as like don't do that but that's so easy to do Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. can rely on your own strengths you can rely on your own abilities to do things and people will say oh well you know everything's fine and on the outside it looks like it's going fine but you know inside yourself that that somehow you have disconnected God's ability and the fact that God is at work in you as a spiritual leader that God's at work in you versus you doing all the work and just kind of throwing God a little bone every so often Mm -hmm. and that's I think that's oftentimes how when we talk about the the normal circumstance of lack, um, that's that's where we end up. Now, what you're talking about, um, that is tough, yeah. be- 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 because you don't know, and you you had you you like you were blindsided. That's just a matter of okay, well, <laughs> you have to have a strong team around you is important. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it by yourself and you have those moments, then you and your organization will crumble. Mm-hmm. But if you have a team around you that understands you and knows your heart and knows like, hey, something is happening, that's where make sure you got people around you is so important. Um, I think and like when I remember that time, it was like we came around, we prayed for you and all of that. So I think mm-hmm. that that's that's probably one of the the initial keys that I would throw into that that response to that. Yeah, and like I said, that that prayer and that support of a team is that was necessary because I didn't. I didn't have nothing to give. I didn't have nothing to say. I was just genuinely. And and I think for me, the first step that I had to make was acknowledging that to my to the people that are around me, my team. It's just like I'm hurting. 
Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have it today, and I can't sit and try to act like I got it because I don't. So for me, that first step of saying I, I don't have it allowed my team to be able to say, you know, we'll pray for you, we'll uplift you, you know, what is it that's something mm-hmm. that you need? So identifying it for me first and foremost is super important because yes. it's easy for me to ignore acknowledging yeah ignore where my heart is and understand that there's a task at hand and be very task oriented and we talked about last week some of the toxic things that you learn coming up and that was one of mine it's just to go fill the just gap to keep going yeah you know make it happen so don't feel what you're it. feeling yep and then being a being a man an african-american man in my community it's emotions and feelings aren't looked at as something that's a plus. It's sure. a you being soft, man up, quit acting like a punk. Right. Like and for me, I'm like, I'm nobody's punk. So, you know, if emotions are what yeah, causes Yeah, we heard me how you witness <laughs> earlier today. Oh, that's a, I will make sure I'll touch on that today, guys. Right. But you know, just not being well, nobody's punk <laughs> was a that's a thing for me. So identifying it, I guess, was first. But then I had to come and I remember asking yeah. you specifically like you mentioned things that fill you up, things that f- kind of fill your tank and keep mm-hmm. you balanced. I didn't know how to identify that. I didn't even know mm. what that, what does that mean mm-hmm. until, you know, I was coming to talk to you and you were telling me how your schedule works, things that you block off as you time. So how does somebody even begin to identify what fills them up to keep them balanced, like you said? Right. Well, first of all, great, great question. You Going back to your thing just for a moment, I think it's easier when you're in a crisis and Mm -hmm. you are able to feel like you have a pretty legitimate excuse for being kind of down and out. But a lot of times what happens are when emotions get a crack in the facade, if you will, when when you're always up and you're doing something, then there's a real reason why you get to grieve like a lot of grief will come out that may or may not be connected to the crisis, but it's like, hey, there, hey, everybody, we get to be expressed, we get to be felt because he's allowing us to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. the emotions go, yeah, let's let's just, and so it can, sometimes it doesn't, in this case, it made all kinds of sense. Sometimes something small can happen and you have like a very large reaction and you think, why am I overreacting or why is this, so triggering or where is this coming from? Well, it's coming from a history of being shut down and suppressed. So good for you to take step one, which is acknowledging. For me as a leader, I do know that I have to keep filled up because something less obvious than a crisis, a little more subtle and and sinister for sure, are the little things that begin to erode or drain your energy or erode your confidence. A little comment here, some people leave the church there. Somebody, a friend turns on you. Uh, And those aren't small things necessarily, but maybe a small criticism. You know, in marriage, they say the ratio is five to one for every one negative comment you make to one another, you have to have five to six positive things to override the one. And in some ways, when you're married to the church, if you will, you're pastoring and and this is your ministry, those negative things, they impact very strongly. And so for me, staying filled up is 
acknowledging, yes, that I might be hurting, number one. But number two, I have to do an inventory of what's the story that's going on in my head. What what am I fellowshipping with right now? Mm-hmm. Am, am I fostering bitterness and anger and cynicism and frustration because I'm going over and over something that was harmful to me? Or do I take a different step and say part of me getting filled up is making sure that I'm fellowshipping with truth, with God, that I'm giving him the the frustration or the pain or the wound, and I'm reciting out loud of my mouth what I know is true, who God is and who I am. So that's just one of the answers that I would have is that I have to be aware of the narrative and the thoughts because I know Satan wants to come and shoot little you know fiery darts into our mind and get us to hook up with and connect to that negativity. And then before you know it, you are feeling drained. So that's just one thing. Dwight, I don't know if you have any sense of that. You're up on the stage a lot as well. Mm. If we beat ourselves up or, or listen to those things, they can be draining. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When you when you look at the, you take the, the feedback. Um, for, for me, the feedback, I can kind of take that and say, okay, cool, that's just a person. Like It's just like, thank you. Because like, on Sundays we get... Oh, you did great, but then we also get oh, you oh, oh you don't do great. And it was loud. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah, it was too loud, or I didn't understand those words, or why are you singing in Spanish? Like all of those things, and in, in in your heart, you're just trying to, to to minister to God. So the first thing is like, okay, I'll put the spiritual self. Of course, all glory goes to God, and and, and we rest there. But oftentimes, yeah, that it, it requires an, a a managing of my expectations. Like I'm not going to please everybody. Some people are legitimately gonna complain, and to be able to like put those folks into a in, a in a space that that takes wisdom, that takes some time because I didn't start that way. I would be very very critical of myself because I knew that there were those do- those thoughts coming at me, um, which then caused me to doubt my ability. Which mm-hmm. I, I I think I think when you, when you talk about lack. We can get people filling us up. I feel like I know for me, when I would be laying out of a place of lack, I was using, I was depleting all the resources. It was like God gave me my daily bread and I was eating it all. And then, but God was like, okay, I need you to 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 to, to disseminate that out. Um, but when we are so focused on ourselves, we can sometimes cause the lack because we're criticizing yeah, ourselves so badly. Like it's not people that are that that's causing us to be in lack. It's ourselves because of the perspe- perception that we have of ourselves and how critical we're being. But I, I genuinely have to, um, I mean, weekly, every week, literally, I wake up at five, five o'clock in the morning, I'm up. And it's not because I'm awake. It's just what's going to happen today. And it's just, it's 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 a, a subtle, sometimes those moments I'll lean into God and I'll worship and all this stuff like that. And sometimes I'm just like, I hope no one texts me this morning. I, I hope everybody shows up. Like, everything's on time. I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried. And then I, I can tell those Sundays when I come into the church. And absolutely, not, and I'll start leading worship, and it's just like, did I do good? And and everything from 5 o'clock to the end was all about me. Mm-hmm. It was all about me. And so, and so I'm lacking because I'm focused on myself when it's just like, okay, let me turn that and actually focus on the people who are serving, being grateful, and then all of those things but um, that, that help. That shift, man, that turn is hard. Yeah, That turn is hard to make when you're criticizing yourself, whether it be from, you may not be a worship leader, but you may be a father. You may be 
you know, just an employee or something. And when you look at your circumstances, I know for me, I can look at my circumstances sometime and look at, I am the cause of this directly. Mm-hmm. I can't put this blame on anybody else. And I'll look at that and then I'll own it. And this is what I am now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. shifting out of that, that, that place where you criticizing yourself, whether justified or not justified is hard. Like Sunday, we have a job to do. That's just the reality of what we do mm-hmm. here at the church. No matter what happens Saturday, Sunday, you still have a job to do because people are relying on me to get this message to them. So if I feel like I messed up yes. Saturday and me and Avalon had a fight because of something that I said to her that was disrespectful or I disregarded something that she said, I own that. I hurt her feelings. Now I come in Sunday and I'm already in my head like, why would you do that? You know, you love her. You know, you care about her. Why would you say that? Why would you? Now I can't shift. Now I'm working and I and it's hard to shift. So how do you break that noise? Like, is there a way that either one of you use yeah, to put so a stop? That is total noise. And yep. that right there, what you just described is condemnation, I think, yes. coming from the accuser of the yep. brethren. Yep. I think that's demonic chatter coming at us to distract us. And so in those moments, a couple of things that I do, I I speak out loud because, you know, Satan cannot read your mind. And so you can't do warfare in your mind. You have to speak it out Mm -hmm. loud. But I will just say, thank you, Jesus, that you cover me with your blood. Thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, that I know who I am in Christ. And so I I begin to defeat the enemy by praising and worshiping. And sometimes even clapping, because my friend says, when you clap, you disrupt the airwaves, and Satan is the <laughs> prince of the power of the air, and you got to disrupt those airwaves. Yes, sir. That's the prince but, of the um, you know, so, it's, so that's why Satan's always in the technical stuff, you know, yeah. because that's that's his zone, I guess. But, you know, no, for me, I would recognize those as lies, and I would tear those lies down. I would do what Second Corinthians talks about, taking every thought captive mm-hmm. and submitting it to the Lord Jesus Christ and saying, that that is not true. Yep. That is a lie. Now, unless it's conviction, which conviction makes you want to, doesn't make you feel horrible about yourself, yeah. but it makes you want to get in alignment right away. Yeah. And so you'll pick up the phone and you'll ask for forgiveness or you'll you'll make restitution as fast as you can. But conviction draws conviction draws you to God. Condemnation, it just beats you up and mm-hmm. it's loaded to shame and yeah. remorse and yeah. regret. Yeah. And and that's and and that's why like when like like the what the situation I just described is okay Lord well I'm I'm coming to you with, with I have to bring that and like going back to what you talked about first, I have to name it. So what what is this? Am I actually unprepared? Am I actually nervous? Or am I just worrying for something I need to worry about? And actually calling those things out and like she's like saying it out loud. That's what that's the turn. So like typically my out loud is when I'm in the car, I'll be like, Okay, Dwight, get together. Like it's 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 self talk and it's speaking the word of God over me. It's just like I am not in a place of lack because I mean I, I believe that absolutely there are people who are, and I want to be very careful, so there are people who may not have means, so like financial means, different. That that is a real thing. But in the situation we're talking about, there's definitely a space where I'm not going to, I know that I'm not living in, like I know that God has called me blessed, I know that he has called me victorious, mm-hmm. and I have to remind myself of those things and say those things out loud, even when I'm hurting. I, I recall um, it, it was um, September, like when we had the depths in our family, and I remember we were singing Build My Life, and I was playing piano, 
and I just began to pour out and start crying mm -hmm. because the the I think the 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 line in it is um uh uh and I will build my life upon your I will build my life upon your love it is a firm foundation and I will put my trust in you alone because a firm foundation like I like I remember those words mm -hmm. filling me as I was empty mm -hmm. like I remember leading like I was straight up empty like I was like I'm here because but we were in between funerals and I was empty and I was just like. I'm okay. That I'm, 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 I was like, I was like, I'm gonna do it. But like, I just started playing, and I, in the midst of all the pain, I legitimately just began to declare the you truth were, of God. It was very prophetic. But it was, I was empty, but I could feel God filling that space, and and I believe that as a worship leader, okay, that's that's on stage on Sunday. But I I've had those moments where I was sitting at work, like on my computer. I'm just like, this is hard. Like I I I need your I need your guidance. I need your help, and. God is faithful to provide. He is the comforter. So I believe that in our times of lack, the comforter does his job and comforts us, which is like, it. and, and you know when it's God comforting you versus just the emotion, like, oh, that feels good. But sure. when God comforts you, it's 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 you begin to feel the embrace of the Father. Um, and I think that that is, as spiritual leaders, that's, that's a benefit that we have um, to, to know that he's always with us. So Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, so th there's two things that you kind of touched on that, uh, you know, because this is a good conversation. So two things that you touched on that kind of, you know, made me think. And that's you created an environment, right? On your way, you're in the car, you're at work, and you're talking to God. You're creating the environment that allows God to come in and say, you know, I got you. So that's important. And to me, for me, creating that environment just doesn't go to the part where you're creating space for God. But for me, quieting that noise also is the environment that's around me, who I keep in my company, who I allow to actually mm -hmm. speak into my life or speak into me is extremely important. And breaking away from the the chatter or breaking away from what is the norm that's, oh, you know, quit crying, Cam. You know you a punk if you mm -hmm. cry. I can't be friends with you if that's your, if that's your narrative because right. I don't want to put myself in this environment. Mm -hmm. So I think that the environment that you create and the environment that you keep is vastly important to be able to get out of that that lack area. So what would you say to somebody who feels like I how can I break from this environment? How can I break from these friends? Is there phrases that you use when you when you have to disconnect from somebody? For me, I'm just straight up like, yeah, I probably won't ever talk to you again. Like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, there's that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We can't be or, we can't be cool. Like, <laughs> you know, I think each experience is going to be unique in itself. I I think of First Samuel 30, where David is, King David is leading his men, and while they're out doing something, the enemy comes in and slaughters their children, their wives, and, you know, kidnap them all. And, and the Bible says that David, the men, his men wanted to stone him. They wanted to kill him. And David was so distressed but he found strength in the Lord. And you're talking about people around you. Sometimes the people around us are so frustrated with us, they want to stone us. We have to find strength in the Lord. Sometimes we're frustrated with the people around us. <laughs> we want to stone them. We have to find strength in the Lord. But I think either way, it's okay to say, it's good for me right now to step away. Sometimes you can't remove yourself from toxic people, 
they might be family members you don't get to choose and work people that you don't get to choose. So you have to learn how to find strength in the Lord. Even when you're that distressed, you, ha- you have to learn how to go before God and get the mind of Christ and get the power of the Holy Spirit and the comforter. I think of also another story in the Bible where Jesus is about to do his first miracle and the wine had run out and there's just nothing but the empty vessel, mm-hmm. the empty vessel. And Jesus tells them, you know, fill it with water and then he takes the vessel filled with water and he turns it into wine. And, you know, there are times where I will say to the Lord, I am an empty vessel. I do not have unless you, the living water, flow through me, Lord, and turn it into wine. I do not have it to give. And I almost wonder if God is not more pleased with us when we come to him that way, because Here's another analogy like the oil in the lamp. If you've ever tried to light a wick in an oil lamp that doesn't have oil, it it stinks. Yeah. It burns fast. But yeah. you put oil in there, it's beautiful. Yeah. So like kind of us in our lives trying to do this leadership thing or lead a ministry or minister or sing or anything that we're doing, we try to do it out of our own strength. We will burn up, burn out, end up empty. But it's when we get that supply from God. And that's a lot of religious um, narrative right there, a conversation right there. But the truth is, is that, you know, God is really the source. And he will give you a tangible filling of what you need when you need it. Yeah. And I, and I think to the, the question about leading from like, I just like you just said, like, I feel like God it wants us to lead from a place of lack, not lack like we define it but a place of dependence mm-hmm. on him, mm-hmm. a place of I know that I don't have enough if not for you. Um, and I think that that is where he can do, he is or, or he does most in my life, he does a lot of the good work is when, I can, when I'm able to say, you know what, God, I can't make it without you. And I actually believe that. It's easy to say that in church. They go like, would you just, like you talked about the religion. People say that stuff all the time and they don't really mean it. And it's just like, what she just said is absolutely truth, but if you don't believe that in your heart and truly do that, so like I, you know, I'm I'm no you, your church and stuff like that. So like you heard all that, like you know, yeah. go go and find your secret place and depend <laughs> on God. But if you don't genuinely believe that and genuinely walk in that and truly believe that, I am I am living in a place of lack, and God, I believe that you're the only one that can fill me up. And when you believe that with your whole heart, to me. I believe that that's when God will come in and flood and actually begin to do it. Otherwise, sure, you can you can use your talents, you can use your abilities, yeah. but it'll I mean, you can give give it two months yeah, and you and you you'll be ready to quit. And that once you get to that area that you're saying, I'm leading from a place of God. I need you to get this through or get this done or help me. You know, it has to be on you. Um, I I learned for me too. I I can't expect it to come a certain way because I know that some of the things that I may be accustomed to may not be the way that God wants to, you know, show himself to me in that moment. It may not come like you got it in the car or on the keys that day. It may come from somebody walking up to you and just, how you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, just walk and have a conversation or somebody sends you a gift card or something like I don't put limits. I no longer put limits on the way that God wants to show up. 
So I know mm-hmm. if I could, if I could in- encourage or say anything to anybody from this podcast, once you get to the point that you guys are talking about of, I need God to know what I need to be filled up to keep going week by week. And I'm in that posture for him to come expect it to be in an unexpected way. Mm-hmm. Just open yourself up to say, God, however you give it this time mm-hmm. is how I'm going to take it. I know that's where I am as far as a leader. Cause I don't lead in a multicultural space is something that is unlike mm-hmm. anything you will ever do. <laughs> like yes. I, I promise you yeah. it's, it's, it's you so, you know. yeah, but you have <laughs> no idea. Like it is so many intricate moves and parts no, that no, go into no, it. No. All no. you got to do is this. All yeah. you got to do is no, that. No, all y'all got to do is this. No, 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 listen, all you got to do is All this. them little six steps to lead the multicultural <laughs> church or this, this yeah. master class. Or, yeah. uh-uh. It ain't yeah. until you do it. Yeah. There's nothing like it in the world. So learning that I've had to learn like, okay, God, you, I don't know how to communicate with this individual or I don't got it today. And I know you deal with that more than, than any of us. I could not be a senior pastor in a multicultural church. I'll and, be careful what you say. You I, never know. Lord, you just said, you know, you, my heart, you know, you just okay. said the way I, that God responds listen, is unexpectedly. Be surprised. I, expect I, the unexpected. Me and my flesh <laughs> and being Cam, I'll be looking at PD and Pastor Frankie like, y'all are definitely servants of the Lord. I, I was going to say, I, I want to go back to, to, to your question, and, I, and we, we touched on it, but the importance of team and the importance of the ability yes. to talk about when you're empty is very, very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I, like what we're saying is good, but we want to also touch back on the tangible, like, hey, guys, you sometimes have bad days, right? You have to have a group of people that you can go to and talk about when things are not going well. Yes, you do. Otherwise, you will bottle it up and you will you bottom will, out. Yep, yep. And 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 one day someone's going to say the wrong thing and all of it's just going to burst out. It's going to be like, well, what happened? And that's it. Yeah, that's where we counseling. You know, going to seek a licensed professional. Don't talk to your homeboy, like, or don't talk to your homegirl. Well, you can talk to them, but when it gets to what you're talking about, I learned, and Dwight was the one who encouraged me, like, go see a counselor, bro, because I was that person. I'm going to bottle it up, and then four months down the line, I'm exploding on Landon, or I'm exploding on Avalon, and I'm like, where is this coming from? You know, Mm -hmm. he just knocked over some water. Why am I so mad about this water, or why can I not get myself back so that is important. That's so critically important, and because, you know, a lot of pastors – they don't know where a safe place is to go yep. or ministers. They don't. They feel like if I tell someone this, I'm going to let them down. I'm going to seem weak. Or if I say something that I'm struggling or I'm battling depression or anxiety, I might lose my job. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of reasons why pastors become very lonely and very isolated. And then you think that you have found um, I had an I had an um, experience a few years back where it's like you find this safe place and you think you can you can bare your soul and you can share some things and then you do and then that the, it gets turned around and, and used against you and that's really painful. So then that teaches you, oh, yep, don't ever trust, don't trust those church people. You know, they can't handle it, you know, and so then you, you listen to that and then you isolate even more and before you know it, 
you've allowed yourself to become put on a pedestal or isolated. It didn't start out as you thinking, oh, I'm better than everybody. I'm so great. It started out with you thinking, I have a responsibility to show up and to show up well and to do my job and and not to let anybody and not be a wimp and pull it together and stand up here and and all of those things that we applaud. And yes, you know, good job, way to trust God and he filled you and he gave you what you needed. But to your point, Dwight, if something is going on more on the regular than a one-off, like this happened, some people that I love um, passed away, that's massive. Or my daughter is having a baby and mm-hmm. she's now in depression and I got to That's – but it's – when you're walking every day praying to God to get you up out of bed – you're in your office crying. Now, I've not experienced this for me personally, but I know people who have, and they don't know where to go or who to talk to. You've got to find that safe place. You've got to get those people around you. You've got to have soul care. You've got to check in. You've got to be accountable. Let somebody ask you the hard questions. How are you? Is there anything going on in your life? You know, are you struggling with anything? Is there any addiction or temptation that's trying to overcome you? Because there are more people who have silent battles than there are those who open up and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that is what drains you is trying to live a a double life or trying to be something that you're not when you feel like a fraud because this is what I really am. Yeah. And and you you can't let people make you feel like you're weird or crazy or Mm -hmm. doing too much to to seek out that safe place. Like I remember in my when I first started this journey, just trying to get mentally healthy. Like, And I wasn't even like mentally healthy, like, oh my God, I'm the poster child. But just so I can wake up in the morning and my first thought isn't something negative. Mm-hmm. To me, that was, I'm, I'm mentally getting into a healthy safe space or being able to articulate, this made me upset and it hit. Even now, I may not know what emotion I'm feeling, mm-hmm. but I can say that did something to me I gotta go process this and then I'll get back it's really good but I remember when I was first starting people would make me feel crazy like what you gonna see a counselor for or you know you I have friends who aren't Christians who would be like I thought that's what Jesus was for Mm -hmm. like I'm not here to have a conversation to try to convince you of Mm -hmm. what God can or cannot do I'm literally having an awful day Mm -hmm. and I'm just think I'm talking to my my boy or talking to my friend and you want to condemn me because you know, you thought Jesus could or like, I'm not here to have this conversation. So just don't let people push you out of this pursuit of your safe place because it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough to the people that I work with every week, I can come and have conversations with and it's a safe space. But if you don't have that luxury, search for it and really, really go after it. Go ahead. And, and, and then another piece of that, so just go see somebody. But there's also, and you talked about take, the time away you need mm-hmm. if you need if Sabbatical. you need time if you need time away take it um i know growing up and we told we alluded to this um in the last podcast the church i grew, grew up in i i didn't know what break was i didn't know how to take a break because you know you 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 
every Sunday. That's what you do. That's what you do. And we pride ourselves in that because, you know, I remember when I was little, um, surprise, surprise, I would be a person that got perfect attendance. Like, like, I, like every year, like it was like, bet, okay, perfect. I remember one, the, the first year, I think it was like fourth grade and I got, I, I missed one day of school and I didn't get the perfect attendance award. Oh. And I was dead. I cried. <laughs> I cried because it was, because, because, because you, 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 in my growing up, it was just like you prided yourself on being present, mm-hmm. showing up, and there's definitely stuff. That, there's definitely a, a positive to that, but there's also a time you have to say, "Hey, I'm not, I, I I need time not to not show up," and it, it doesn't always have to be in a crisis. It should be a part of your routine. It should be a part of your yes. lifestyle. Um, and I think people will say, "Oh, well, you know, I've burnt out, so now I need a sabbatical." No, take a sabbatical when you're healthy. Because then you you can be healthier when yeah. you come back. Like preventative. Yes, yeah. ver- yes. Preventative versus uh, what's the other word? Um, Redemptive. Re- reactive. Reactive. Re- yeah, reactive. Yeah. So so I, I think it be that proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, listen, you would want to just <laughs> make up a college word that you that you know so much. <laughs> 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 we we can figure it out. Um, that, but, uh, <laughs> that did work, by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> you got an author here. She, Thank she, you. Yeah, she's. Uh, but but yeah, so it's it's a matter of making sure you you take that time off, and that requires, um, you know, being intentional, but looking at yourself, looking at your surroundings, and having people around you that would say, "Hey, take a break." And like I remember when I first started at Tribes, you could I I think were you taking the January times when you and Paul would go away to do your your, your think tank? Yeah, we still do. I remember yeah. when I was like yeah. I was like, I've never seen this before. Like you taking like Sundays off to go like. Isn't that a sin? Like, isn't it a sin for a pastor <laughs> to take a, to take a Sunday off to to go and think? I was, but that to go and me, think, yeah, to, to, to go and think. So and no, like plan. to answer your question, it's yeah. not a sin, pastor. It's yeah. not a sin. Take your time. <laughs> but but it was just the taking. It, but that was a part of their schedule. It, it was a. It wasn't like oh oh I'm so burnt out. I need to take a vacation. No, it was already part of the schedule. And I think that that is something that I took. I'm taking into consideration now with my wife and the kids. Like, it's just like. You have to put you have to put those in. Other, no one else is going to do it. So because right. because no one else sometimes knows you're leading from lack except for yourself. So you got to you have to be the. the That's person. a really good point because you know it, and maybe other people don't know it. Mm-hmm. And what they might say is, "Oh, we can always count on you. Mm-hmm. Here, take more. Here, yeah. you know, if you want something done, you give it to these guys, yeah. and they always get it done. Thank you." And you could find yourself in a place where you've just got so much responsibility. Another part of this conversation might be you're doing too much. You might have to step back and say no, or you might find yourself in a position where you're over your head or you're out of your skill set or out of the area of your passion. And it's just draining you all the time. And you might want to take that to prayer and say, you know what? I don't think that I'm in the right place or it's not the right season for me to have this much because if, you're struggling with anxiety or depression or fear or overwhelm, something's not right mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. Those are those warning signals on the car that say, hey, pull over, get gas, get check your air pressure in your tire, do something because you're going to break down. Mm-hmm. So we got to pay attention to that. Yep. But ultimately, leading from the place of lack I like what you said, Dwight, in some ways, if we know who we are in Christ, we'll understand that we never have what, we're, what we need. <laughs> apart from Christ, we can do nothing. <laughs> but we're not apart from Christ. Right. So therefore, just to know that when we do have those moments, talk to someone, acknowledge our pain, acknowledge it to someone, get that support, support get that prayer, take that break. Mm-hmm. 
But do the daily things. Don't relapse because you lapsed. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible. Pray daily. Journal. Mm-hmm. Have your morning routine that's very powerful so that you f- feel filled up in God every day. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, knowing that you're getting run down. Just you can cultivate that sense of I'm ready to take on the world. Mm-hmm. And that's a discipline that can be fostered into your life. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy about this conversation. I learned something today. Hope you guys learned something. Yeah. We any, always do. Yes. Any closing thoughts as we, we wrap this up? That was a good, that was it. That was, yeah. that, that, that was the wrap up right there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this has been Tribes to Tribe Podcast. Uh, coming to your tribe. We're coming from our tribe to yours. Um, we'll see you guys next time. So peace out. Peace out. Peace yeah. out.